Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, hardly home but always rep. Fella. My man. Up dog. Opening night, buddy. Think back, right? Camp's over. All the fucking schlub rocks are gone. Preseason's done. Done. You look- I think I tweeted end the preseason. Yeah. I'd like just don't even do it anymore. Ever. I w- sucks. We're going to get into that on my milk carton, but uh, just think about this feeling, right? You, you, you know the season's about to start. You know you're about to get a paycheck, which uh, is two like weeks in two or? weeks in. Yeah, But you know nice. it's coming, right? You're like, all right, we're getting paid. Finally. To be we're getting all that paid summer, to be the summer Amex. Amex bills post up. You've been through training camp where you get your per diem, but you're like, all right, we're, we're paid. We're officially getting National oh League God, salary to be here. I about the per diem. I love that. Yeah, Ooh, the those were good remember? days, too. I know. But you look at the calendar, you look at your schedule, you look around the room, and you have belief, right? You're like, fucking rights, boys. Why not us? And then you get to American Thanksgiving, you're like, we're fucking done. <laughs> but it's a great feeling, isn't it? Like you look Let's the, eat. You're, we're yeah, done. You're, everyone's healthy. You look at your team on paper. You say, hey, maybe, maybe yeah. we could surprise some teams. Yeah. Or if you're like my time in Vancouver, you're thinking we could win a Stanley Cup. It's just a fun time to be a, a player mainly, but a, a fan like we are now and, and content creators. I'm excited, Ops. I'm ready for some hockey. Yeah, listen, there's a lot of guys uh, today OB excited about the chance to wear an NHL jersey, yeah. whether it's their first season or their 13th season. Uh, today is a, uh, a day of everyone is tied for the league lead. You got a chance at the Hart Trophy. Everyone's zero zeros across the board, bud. This is the one time you, you have look- a chance to go 82 and 82. You look at the stat sheet, you're like, all right, fucking. Yeah. Okay, there's McDavid. Yeah. I got him. And then you look at the stat sheet in March, you're like, fuck, I'm having, <laughs> fuck, I'm having a bad year. <laughs> when am I going to score? <laughs> I like to, one goal. I got one goal. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, minus 25. <laughs> just, oh. Josh, she's just slashing it. Uh, no, but today's, today's exciting. To all the guys made it through camp and stayed healthy. And, and for the young guys out there, enjoy this. You know, a lot of guys going to wear the jersey for the first time. Um, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited for hockey again. It's like you get that feeling it's playoff time again. There's just uh, that the sounds of summer are gone and the sounds of pucks off the boards and guys hitting each other and yelling fuck on the, you know, on the ice and just crispy rice. Yeah. We're, we're looking forward to, you know, to cheering on our teams, losing some money on our DraftKings account. And, I'm uh, winning this year. having some fun. I'm winning this year. Yeah, I got fucking bent over last year. I'm winning this year. <laughs> I'm winning. Um, you talk about plus minus. Remember, you look you look at the plus minus when you're taking a shit or whatever. You're like, you're like, you're like minus seven. You're like, how am I possibly going to get yeah. seven pluses? 
Yeah, right? Like, like I, how it am I going? My fault. Last game, I was dash three. It was bad changes. Yeah, but you're just like, how am I going to get this back? I know. Like, it's, it, I'm fucked. It can't be like this all year. No, I know. And I then, know. And the coach calls you in for video session in game three, and you're like, can you just get off me and get off my back? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Give me a couple games to get into this. Leave me alone. Uh, talking about, you talked about some guys going into their first season. Well, the boys in Pitt who play tonight are going into the 18 season as teammates. Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. I've uh, I've been teammates longer than Jeter, Mariano Rivera, and I think it was like Bernie Williams or something. Or yeah, I read that today. Too. Think about how crazy that is to play 18 years with the same fucking guys. Man. I know that's impressive. No, it's your boys. That is crazy. To I me. mean, yeah, and, and, and to everyone's credit, way to stay together. Fuck. Like you had options to leave. You're all making pretty good bank. Yeah. You've had an incredible run. I'm mean, dynasty style. You, you three cups together lifetime of memories families all know each other kids are now going to school with each other i mean sid doesn't have kids but anyway because he's smart because he's smart yeah exciting man by the way that's another reason why maybe sid's still going no kids yeah just still still playing the game a lot of sleep have kids when you're done i've noticed a lot of guys that went as their career went on and they started popping out fucking kids i don't know getting gray hair losing their they're, hair. they're they seem to decline quickly when yeah. they started having kids I mean, and it's getting a fascinating married. thing having a kid but it's fucking not easy Imagine I'm play, up every night. Imagine playing the now. show. He's teething. With, he's fucking got the, the 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 canines coming in, and he's up every night, fucking well, squealing. Imagine you had to play the next night. I couldn't. And then you know how the the guys they always you know, you go to the you go to a retirement party or you, you go to someone's speech and they thank their wife for everything they did for their career and by rights you know they do a lot. But one thing they do, do, they? do I'm telling you, one thing they do 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 they a lot is they better get up with these kids because I you're not functional the next day, especially if you got to play. Playing's fucking playing every other night. I know that it's hard to keep your head in the game if you you know if you do get a good night's sleep, but you played a lot. Like imagine coming off the road trip and you know, your kids jump in your bed and you're you, it, to what I'm saying, it's jump into the closet like a goddamn magic show. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they're not getting awards for that. But no, no, no. To to the women, man, who support their guys and who get up with these kids, and if, if that's the program, they have nannies. Yeah, I don't know if they all have nannies. Oh, I'm making 10 bananas. You well, have a nanny for yeah, them. but how many guys in your team used to have nannies? Young, hot nannies. Young, hot nannies. Don't you? Uh, well, thank God we have a we have a great nanny, and it helps. But, you know, you, the sleep. The nanny throughout the day is one thing, but the, the sleep nanny. Man, it's fucking money well spent. Now you know why these married guys were so excited. I mean, you were excited to get on the road as a single guy for different reasons, but now you know having kids, right? You get on the road, you get your, yeah. you know, check in the four season. You got the big bed. You know your kids aren't going to wake you up. You just up, hunker in there. And you just shut the mill right down. Yeah. Or you just drop the bag off and go just hunker right up. Yeah, that depends. But, I mean, I think Sid, trying to save that for Sid, right? He's, yeah. he's just got to focus on hockey. Yeah. Uh, but I thought 18 years together is unbelievable. So, uh, Fella Tour, real quick up, dog, before we're talking about our preview show here. Fella Tour, it's back, baby. It's back. This weekend, if you're in the greater Michigan or greater Detroit area, if you like football, if you like DraftKings, if you like blue lights, if you like chicken wings, if you like ranch dressing, <laughs> tater tots, what else? What when else? was the last time you were in Detroit? Fucking who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man. Are you? Motor City. Yeah, Motor City what Smitty is what I call my nephew. Motor City Smitty. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna um, we're gonna have a blast. Who do we got coming out? Uh Saturday, October 14th, yes, from sir. 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. We'll be at the DraftKings Sports and Social in good old fashioned Troy, Michigan. Watching football, betting on football, crushing blue lights. So, fellas, if you're around there, come on and see the boys, and let's make some money. 
That's bet some money on DraftKings. Absolutely, absolutely. 5 p.m. then on the Red Wings home opener versus the Lightning. We're going to just jump in the old Sprinter van and head right up the, I don't know, what the, the what's their highway system there? We'll jump on the mile, train. Mile, eight mile. Hopefully right past the old eight, eight mile, mile yeah. on M&M there. See a thought. Yeah, we're pumped, though. It's going to be an exciting time. Excited to see what DraftKings built here. This nice little sports bar they got, sports and social. And then just to see some fans, man, fans that, you know, we we, we know you guys listen up in, up in Michigan, up in those northern states. We appreciate you for that and uh here's a time to catch a little fella tour boys will be having some fun i'm actually excited to see little seizures arena too because me and you often sit on this podcast and we both love joe joe lewis yeah. arena we both didn't win as much as we would like to enjoy yeah. arena but we both love the smell the rink the little seizures pizza after the game was always tasty i'm excited for you to see this place i got to play in did there you but play there yeah i played there but Holy it's shit you did you're, eh? you're not gonna get i don't know if you're gonna get that feeling of Joe Louis, but you will get a feeling like ah, this, these guys got a nice barn to play in. Everyone that's been there said it's sick. Yeah, I I, I just remember it being a, a little dark, which you know, I don't know. I was sitting on the what, bench most you of the game. What'd you do the night before? What Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Detroit was a usually it was a back to back going in there from fucking Chi Town with a hard match. And you know. I'll tell you what I did in Detroit. We used to stay at the at the Westin, fucking Westin. I go to Westin. <laughs> There's a yeah, nice like, cigar steak bar down there. I would, that that spot? I would eat in that steak good bar every house. night. I wouldn't yeah. even leave my hotel. Yeah, Because downtown Detroit, let's be honest. Yeah, it was like a boa or something. I would never right, leave right my hotel. hotel. Never yeah. leave my hotel in Detroit. Yeah. Not even to go over to Windsor, nothing. Detroit was on my calendar as steakhouse in the bottom, get some sleep. Yeah. Recover. Yeah, I agree. Because a lot of times you're heading to Ontario after that, so you knew you had Toronto coming up. Ottawa. Yeah. You had to get a little bit of rest before you went. I hear you. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, thank you to DraftKings and Labatt Blue for bringing us in. Um, they know how much the Updog loves getting on the road. So, like I said, if you're near Troy, you're near Birmingham, or uh, right downtown Detroit, come out and see us. If you're at the uh, Wings game and you see us, give us a yell. Let's have a beer. Let's have a good time. This will be great. We'll be betting on the Michigan and Michigan State games. I think they're both going off at noon. What a, it's going to be Lots of games. Lots, Lots of, of games. games. By the way, college football. I mean, how much fun is it just watching games from 12 to fucking 12? I mean, how drunk are we going to be when we get to the little seasons? Yeah, we'll have? probably be taking. I mean, it's probably a slow poke. I'm going to enjoy a couple of Labatt Blue Lights I'm right crush off the hop. Blue lights. Crush them. Maybe a, maybe a shot of JMO with you just because last time I was on the road was in Ireland with you, and we had a few Irish whiskeys on that time. So We sure did. So looking forward to it. Like I said, October 14th from 12 to 4 p.m., DraftKings Sport and Social, Troy, Michigan. Come out and see the updog and myself. Uh, drink some blue lights. Bet on DraftKings. Uh, it's going to be a fun little time. Updog. Absolutely. NFL Week 5. Um, all the controversy last week with the fantasy. I got a big old-fashioned win. I, I, I shit-kicked our boy, Mackell. Kittle. Finally, Kittle for me had a week, buddy. And uh, I got a big win. How'd you make out? Me, not so much. I got an A. Listen, my weekly grade was a B+. Plus. But I lost to a guy, half chub here, that had A+. plus. I mean, he got one for 146 points. I think this is Shenner, my boy Shenner. But he had, listen to this. This guy, he had chub, went for, I don't know, 46. And then DJ Moore, oh, for the Bears. 230 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. He had 45 fantasy points that Bastard. He had 260 yards receiving, right? Crazy. Two, well, it says 230 on here receiving, but he, who knows? Probably 30 yards in, uh, in yeah. running. Um, that, listen, my guys, Josh Allen, 22, you know, 28 points. Dallas Goddard had a good week, but story, story of my weekend was Jefferson going down hammy. 
pulled yeah. hammy. Guys yeah. get small legs, man. Injuries, legs. In, injuries in fantasy. That's when when fa- when fantasy becomes kind of painful and not fun, in my opinion, is when guys start going down and you're going off the waiver wire and there's nobody there and you, you look at your team, you're like. I got no chance. Yeah. I got no chance. So knock on wood that I'm not my Highest scoring team this week. You, 154 points. Had a big week. Thank yeah, God. Caller Mac Daddy's only had 78 points. Yeah, Mac Daddy left out. Uh, he, he had Saquon Barkley in the lineup, and he didn't play. It kind of kind of hurt him. That's uh, tough, yeah. So that just means Mac was enjoying his weekend. He was enjoying his Sunday wherever he was. I don't like the fact that the bumper trumpers in the first place right now. Yeah, Larry Flowers. Fuck, I don't like that. Yeah, I know he's got a good team. Uh, I'll tell you who else has a good team talking bets now is the San Francisco 49ers. Do they ever? That was a fucking Beat lock. Beat down. Yeah, Dak yeah, Prescott yeah. is laying in bed at night. Just from what happened last year in San Francisco to what happened Thursday, uh, Sunday nighter, their D-man looks so fast up, dog. Say what you want about Brock Purdy. Mystery relevant. He is not anymore. So many weapons. He was just like. Seeds. He was just laying them in, too. Laying them in, man. He's not, making 800 grand this year. Huh? I'm jump As much as I hate San Francisco as a city, I'm jumping on the bandwagon of the Niners, man. I like Kyle Shanahan. He wears a sick flat brim hat on the, on the sidelines, like our missing curfew hat with a patch. He's got six style for a coach. I like their team. I, I I might be jumping on the bandwagon. He got a great playbook too. It's just what he looks at when he, during the game when he's looking at that thing. Like what has he got in there? Everything. Everything. Phone numbers. I heard somebody saying before that he like right up to almost kickoff. He's still like he's, he's on it. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a. Do you think he plays every? He's like every third down. Yeah, I, I don't know. The coach's minds. Oh, what are they talking about? He's on a that guru, damn man. microphone. Too. He's a guru, right? He knows that he's he's an offensive genius. Um, and their D is. What do you think nasty. about your boy? You said Kittle went off for uh, for, for a little three touchdown three night. What do you think of his T-shirt? But it said "fuck you, Dallas." That's crazy. I love it. This guy's love a man. It? Yeah, he don't give a yeah, shit. I saw him at the waste management too. He was there with uh, well the two Bosa brothers who basically took up the whole tent on 16. That guy's legs are insane. I've never seen two monsters like these two guys. These Bosa guys <laughs> are fucking monsters. And Joe Burrow was sitting there like hiding. He was going DiCaprio style. And Kittle was a man of the people. He was. He huh? was, how are you, having drinks. Like That's how you should Tight be. ends are like that, if huh? What is that? If you're a fucking famous football player in this country, yeah. God bless America, it's the best fucking athlete to be in this country. Embrace I it. I get Joe Burrow maybe as a quarterback you kind of want to like hide. But I, I, was, I love Kittle, man. It's funny that the, the tight ends have all the personality. As Stanford Steve says, the tight end is always open. Yeah. Fucking always. always. Hey, Maxi, tight end's always open, fella. Hit Safety em. net. Safety net. Safety net. Um, I'm doing good in football. I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm doing all right. I took the Raiders. Yeah, too, that's bullshit. The... I'm a Packer over teaser guy, and I missed it by one touchdown. Oh, did you? Well, yeah. You like the tease, eh? The entire touchdown, huh? No, but like they were right there. They were right there. I mean, they go to <laughs> Just, Watson and the, like to go up seven. It was 10. It would, they tied at 10 10, and then they get that turnover. Boom, go down. Big play to my boy Watson. Can't put it in. Their run game sucked. Run game sucked. You took a rookie quarterback on the road. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I like Love, though. I thought, I, I mean, you picked fly him across your fantasy, the country. But. He's never played against. I tell you what, that Crosby is a fucking game Beast, wrecker, yeah. man. I just thought the Raiders suck. Garoppolo sucks. Garoppolo, he? he just can't move very well. I mean, if 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 it's the exact I guess play, he doesn't suck, but he's not. Yeah. If it's the exact play and he has time to make the play, yeah. he throws it great. See when he gets the happy feet going. When I he mean, gets he can't move and yeah. he can't see anything if it if it's not. Yeah, I just thought, man, I pulled for the Packers. My boy Fromey, Fromey went to Fromey went to fucking. He went to the Eagles game and then to that next. Yeah, by the way, he went to the Eagles Rams game. It's great. I can't believe you guys went to that. We're, we'll save that. We're, come on. Okay, you're, jumping ahead. you're jumping ahead on me here. Shit, sorry, uh, NFL right into NHL. The NHL announced that they're going to do the red zone. 
Now, I said to Princey that I thought last year we talked about this. I thought at home, I put in our notes that the NHL should have a red zone. And me and you talked about it on the podcast. Anytime a team gets a power play, yeah. it goes to them. I'm 99% sure we talked about it. Princey couldn't find it in the archives. And I mean, we know what that guy can find. He can find everything. So maybe I was just dreaming about it. But Bucci's going to host it. I think it's a great thing for ESPN. I think it's something cool. And I don't know if it's going to be just power plays or what, how big it's going to work. Big hits, fights, power plays. I'm maybe, not sure. Maybe uh, anything big play. Yeah. Right? Any big play. Just go to it. 35 seconds. Boom. Go to the next one. How yeah. about like late in the game? You know, goalie Empty pulled. Net, goalie sure. pulled minute minute out. Now goalies get pulled now, you know, arguably three minutes left. Some mm -hmm. coaches, you're not just going to put the three-minute power play on. But anytime there's a whistle, boom. Next, go to somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, there's the only thing that you, you want it to happen. How many nights a week are they going to do this? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Because I, I'm, some, I'm sure. some nights it's like, you know, it's... it's I think it's good for, for fans that are just trying to get to know the game. Like for, sure. for me as a, as a guy who played in the league and, and now, you know, wants to... I want to see the little things. I want to watch guys play. Can you make that play off the wall? Is he yeah. good in the neutral zone? How's his D zone? I mean, but if you're just trying to get into hockey which is what we're trying to do in this country. I think it's a great thing for people to learn, yeah. to watch, to get into it. Um, but I, I think it should be power plays when the goalie's pulled, stuff like that. Stuff like that. So, um, Anyways, Bucci's doing it. It'll be great. Updog, last but not least about our – well, I got a couple things here in the intro, but I'm going to do my milk cart in the intro here. Uh, Preseason hockey's too long. Sure is. And I think we should be done. The Stanley Cup – I'm probably still enough of people on social media because I've seen it here the last couple of weeks, but May 31st to me is a good date for the season to be over. And I just think we should start a little sooner. Preseason's too long. I've been sitting around the last couple of weeks thinking, you know, why aren't we starting mid-September? Like, let's get it going. I know some people say you're putting it up against football, but I'm putting preseason hockey on the milk carton because it's too fucking long up, dog. Yeah, I agree, Obes. I mean, I even tweeted it the other day. I, I was like, Enough with this. Seeing guys get hurt. Seeing guys, you know, I, I don't want to see McDavid play two ex, two exhibition games. I just don't want to see it because no. God forbid something ever happened. It's it's pointless. Totally. And, and and you're not evaluating Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid's yeah. game is going to be fine. Let I do think I do think you. I, I mean, you need some exhibition games to ah. for the season. I I oh, typically I could don't. play. I would like to play two or three. I ended, I, up play, play. I ended up playing six or seven because I was fucking always on the bubble. But to me, two or three is enough. Yeah, I, I guess just to get on, you know, on the road, get in a hotel, get what that's like again. But no, you got 82 fucking games. That's a lot of games. You don't need I, four games max as a team and let's go. Yeah. yeah have have a two-week camp with four games and then let's rock and roll. Guys are in shape. Plus, then the season's done on the 31st. You have the draft. You have free agency. Boom. Yeah, October 1st is a, is a good day to start the season off. Even sooner, It should be I like, think. yeah, but even just October, once October starts, make the whole, like, campaign around October, start the NHL, and boom, October 1st, every year, you know it's, you know yeah. it's here. Yeah, yeah. But the preseason's too long, so it's on the milk carton. Yeah. Last but not least here, Updog, uh, Barry Melrose, a guy who's been an icon for hockey down in this country in ESPN, a guy who had, I played for for a little bit in Tampa. Um Parkinson's disease, it's terrible. So I just want to say, thinking of Barry, he's an all-time beauty, old-school guy. So uh, some sad news, but Barry, we're thinking about you at Mr. Curfew. Yeah, absolutely. He's been a father figure for many guys, who, whether you watched him on TV or you've been coached by him, Obes, or you know, even Gretzky, I think, tweeted today that he reminds him of his old man. Um, Barry Melrose has been a great ambassador for the game, great flow. Uh, loves and we a hope, cigar. Uh, you know, does he love a cigar? Oh, buddy. Good for him. 
I mean, he would. I think in Tampa, he he was in the in the coach's office smoking them, walking through the room smoking them. That's badass. Yeah, always in the hotel lobby smoking them. So just thinking about his family and and you know all of his friends and and uh, and ultimately and him moving forward. So yeah, well said, Barry. We're thinking about you here, fella. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Mission Curfew. Fella, fella. Uppy's world. Party, party time. Whoa. Excellent. Uppy's world. On. Let's go, baby. It was a good party. Welcome to the 40 Club, fella. Ah, thanks. We're officially, thank fuck all these birthdays are over, man. I mean, you and Lupul's birthday just about killed me again. But great weekend. Um, let, let's start off with the Riviera Golf, buddy. Yeah, what a, a great day. Thanks to our boy, K-Dub. Friday afternoon at Riv. Can you beat the, can you beat like the atmosphere and just the way the sun was setting? And then my 16, 17, 18. Yeah, to you just, just bent the boys over. Birding 16, 17, 18 at Riv. That's, I mean, that no, might have been the highlight of my, nobody, my 30s. Nobody does that. I, mean, I don't of my fucking 30s. know if it's the highlight of your 30s here. Slow huh? down. <laughs> Two kids, but the, the Highlight of my 30s. You forget what about a, your early 30s, too. Yeah, you had yeah, a lot was, more highlights yeah. than making three Maybe, fucking birdies in a row. It was just a good way to close it out, I guess. Yeah, that's a fair statement. Thanks. But let's not say it's the highlight of your I 30s. Know, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying. I think it's because it stung him, Max. You've forgotten about your early 30s. Yeah, I know. When you were fucking just go full buck diddy i mean it was it was pretty impressive run but uh yeah i mean your birdie on 16 all right you stuffed it in there 17 we figured you bury that one it's a par five you're playing the wrong tees but on 18 i mean we pressed you we threw another press at you and you hit it to the back on 18 if anyone's ever played riviera it's a downhill putt and man you just somehow poured that in the boys thank god we played two extra holes we got some money back yeah but you bent us right great over. Great day. It was a great, fantastic afternoon. Thank you, boys, for that. Um, Just such a great track. I mean, if you, if you have a chance to play Riviera, I mean, and you're a golfer, you got to take advantage of it. I mean, just walking around there, how big the trees are. I mean, it's just in perfect shape all the time. The houses are beautiful around there. I mean, that's my favorite course in LA. If you ball strike, the, I mean, everything's immaculate. Oh. There's not a bad lie. You know, there's a lot of trees to hit, but there's no bad lies if you're in the fairway, if you're on the greens. Mm -hmm. It's hard, man. It's strategy. a strategy. It's a great walk. Golf strategy. It's a great walk too. Mm -hmm. And then we parlay that, that into a little dinner uh, up in LA. Um, and then Saturday we played Big Canyon. PJ, Loops, myself, you, Flowers. Um, fun day as well. Yeah, it was a fun day. Big guy Start, played great. Yeah, just a shout out to um, a, a legendary legend that we that we got to know. It was my sponsor, Big Canyon, Lou Welsh, who, who, who had passed. And we celebrated his life on the 7th before we played golf. Uh, so a shout out to his boy, Brendan, who's a close friend of ours and a friend of the pod and their family, um, you know, thinking about you guys. And then the party began. Shout out to Christina, my girl, who put yeah. on an ultimate, ultimate evening for us at the new Pendry Hotel. Shout out to our boy Pick for uh, for helping with that uh, and our boy JT at that restaurant set. But the pictures came out great, Obes. We had a blast. I mean, it meant a lot that all my friends took a little time to either come down from L.A. or fly in from Phoenix or, you know, for you guys just to be able to show up after a good night of partying with me. So I appreciate mean, that, fella. The fella cake was unreal. Where'd yeah, she get that I cake? I have no idea. That's, that all in, that's her idea. Sick. Right? I go ahead. This cake is unbelievable. Yeah, fella, it was. Fella Did cake. you see that, Max? The fella hat? Yeah, yeah it's badass. It's awesome. Yeah, just and then the party after is just great. Lobby bar at the Pendry. Heads Pen up, boys. If you're listening, on, in, 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 you play in this league and you're listening. The Pendry Hotel at Fashion Island, this, when you come into town to play the Ducks, heads up. Yeah. 
There is some good looking babes in there. Yeah, and if you're a single guy in OC, I would get over there for a cocktail as well. The yeah, old Pendry you'd Hotel. be able to do that all the time. I just mean, now Newport at least has a. Remember that old bar in there, Aqua? I do, but that uh, wasn't like that, was uh, it? Anything, was it as good? I mean, me and you, we had a couple of nice nights in there, fellas. Yeah, we did. Yeah, eh? we did. I mean, a couple of nice, nice nights. Yeah. No, it wasn't quite as nice as the way the Pendry's done it now. Um, and that Vail Hotel right there, too, is another great it's spot per, for a cocktail. Great. But yeah. um, set's great. The food was good. That Pendry Bar is—it's got a nice little atmosphere to it, that's for sure. So yeah, to any of the National Leaguers out there listening, or if you hear this on social media or whatever, maybe slide over for a cocktail if you're in town playing the Duckies. As you should. I agree. Uh, you had a good idea on the Friday at Riviera. You said, "Obi, how great would it be if you could, if you could build your own ice size in the NHL?" Remember you were talking about yeah, that? Yeah, no, and and what, it's playoff baseball time, right? Yeah. And we watch, you know, some of these teams. Left field is fucking as short as. You know, as short as can be, and then some parks. Yeah, like Fenway Park, and right? Yankee Stadium. Yeah. You know, and they all have their own sort of stigma, right? Build your team around it. Well, this has been a topic I think we've talked about maybe numerous times. At least I have. But build your team around speed, bigger ice. Build your team around big defensemen, small corners, tight little fucking ozones, and Bob's your uncle. I just I mean, think it's a nice topic to talk about. It's unique. It's a, it's it's fun to think about. Think about how big they'd make the ice in Edmonton for 97. Though. You'd be playing on the fucking Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> but no, imagine if you... you know, No, the, you had a standard size. No, of course, I'm saying... And then you just you, pick five You could make it a little there. bit smaller, a little bit more old school, like the Boston Guards at Chicago Stadium. Fuck, it would have kept guys like me in the league. And then if you want to... you know, you get, Let's say you get five feet of the way, maybe, right? Or something like that. You can do some stuff with it. Yeah. It, it would be pretty you cool. you got to change the way you play, though. If yeah. you're a D-man, do you stay in front of your net? Because there's... There's so much room to go, and it would kind of, it would bring for different hockey obes, and I don't think it would be an asterisk in the record books if someone, you know, got more points this year than they ever have before, like just because the ice changes. But I think it's a, it's a way the league can differentiate from, you know, just the the past. Yeah, they can change a little bit. Five feet here, you get five. They're not going to make the nets fucking soccer no, nets no. or anything, but but you get like five feet to make it narrower, or five feet to make it wide, or five feet to make it shorter, or long, yeah. You can make it a little bit different. I mean, that would be, if you're a GM, you'd be like, all right, boys, we're going to make this a little bit you know, tighter rink out yeah, here. Yeah, this year we're going to go tighter. Yeah. This no, year we're going to go build. Bigger. It'd be fun to see. I mean, yeah. it's never going to happen. And but then once you start see. it, you, you can't stop. It stings. <laughs> it stings. <laughs> stings. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a fun topic to talk about. I think if it ever did happen, it would be super intriguing to see how these owners and GMs and management guys you know, build up your rank or make it, it would be cool. It would be very, very cool to see because we got a little taste of it when we came in with some older buildings, how they were different. But you go back before us in the 90s, Boston Garden, Chicago Stadium, Maple Leaf Gardens. These were small yeah. little barns where you came into where if you were a smaller team or a younger team, you're going to get abused a little bit. Pushed around a little bit. Yeah. Now they're all bit. standard size. It's kind of boring, right? Yeah. Did you did you speak uh, speaking of Toronto and old buildings? Did you did you see that uh, Drake brought out the old beauty Ty Domi at his concert this weekend in Toronto? I did. I thought not. that was great because Ty Domi was a legend in Toronto, and he was everybody in that city loved him. And for Drake to do that, I thought that was just awesome. It's funny you mentioned that. I read this, but listen: on October sixth and seventh, Scotiabank Arena will officially transform to October's very own arena for the first time ever, in celebration of his. It's all a blur tour dates. Now, maybe that's only for those two days. Yeah, maybe it'll be features on exterior signage as well as on the social media channels and digital channels. Yeah, just when he's doing his concerts. It might, might have been yeah. just for that, yeah. 
we are thrilled to work with Scotiabank as they share their naming rates to help celebrate the 10-year anniversary. Oh, so they get, yeah, it's nice you come in to play a show and all of a sudden that arena turns into your own name. Well, it should because Drake's a legend. Yeah, so he is a legend. He, he made Toronto kind of cool. Well, yeah, he did make Toronto cool. Yeah, Raptors. His stuff back in the day was bangers. I like, know, go back and listen wow. to some of his old school stuff. Badass. I used to love it. It's right when I was playing the show, I used to pump it on the way to games. We're going to pump, gonna pump it this room. week then. Can't wait. Uppies world. Party time. Excellent. Back up the Briggs truck. Fuck up, dog. It feels like we're backing this baby up every weekend for these kids. Everyone's getting extensions. It's like Oprah. You get a house. You get a house. Good you get a Ryan house. Ryan Hartman. Everyone's getting extensions. Ryan Hartman, three years, four bananas. Way to go. Well deserved. But yep. let's start with Jamie Drysdale. My boy. Three years. Your boy. 2.3. Tough deal. Feels a little light to me. Light. It's almost what I got. He got, I feel like he's too nice of a kid. To he fucking, got 400 grand more than I got. I feel like he's got pushed around a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't just, think I, I think he got fucked last year, not playing enough games. Coming back at the end of the year, maybe he needed two more games to get that, that year slid so he'd have a little bit closer to arbitration rights. I think he gets screwed here, and I don't like it. Yeah, it's, I don't it, like it. He's you know, too we, good of a player. He's going to play as our top pair. He's making 2.3. When we heard it first, I thought, I heard three million, three years, nine million, three a year. I thought that that's, that's fair. That's fair. I think this one's a little light, but obviously he just wanted to get back in the lineup. Um, and listen, he can play a good three years. Hopefully, stays healthy. Yeah, and then maybe. But I like that. It's, it's like to see the good kids the play. He's a, he's got great game. He skates so well. He's a good young fucking defenseman, face for the league. I think Anaheim just needs to, you know, treat their players, treat their young guys with some respect. Would you? I mean, it's still a nice and they're older players and they're nice, retirees. It's a nice little ticket for them, but I, I I was surprised that it was a little bit less than I thought. But a guy who absolutely backed up the Brinks truck, uh, Rasmus Dahlin, eight years, eleven bananas. This kid did have a great year last year. That's an eighty-eight bananas. Yeah, that is um, a lot. Listen, he arguably, you know, for the next eight years, Obi, he can be a top three defenseman in the league. Easy skates well. I love the Buffalo Sabres, by the way. I think that they're a great young team. They yeah. score with Will. Yeah, save he's that. Gonna, We're going to get in that. Yeah, he's, I know, but he's going to need to play a little D. But the guy can skate. And then you just look at the history of Swedish defensemen in the league, starting with, you know, Mr. Norris himself, Nicholas Lidstrom, to, you know, Oliver ekman Larson was a great defenseman. Nicholas Cronwell is a great defenseman. You, you look through some of the Swedes that have played in the league. Like, they always – they seem to know how to play the game the right way. Oh right? yeah, no. I what's mean, another Swede that played? What's another good Swede that played as a D-man? Uh, I mean, who do, anyone that comes out to your mind? You said Lindstrom, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the one that would jump up. Yeah, yeah I totally. mean, he was so nasty. The thing about Lindstrom is he never crossed over. No, like when he would skate, when he skate backwards, he would just like push his skates together, come over, stick on puck the way he walked the line. Like you never seen him as a defenseman crossing over backwards and getting his weight all the way over here. Because as a D-man, once I get all the way over here, now I'm fucked to get yeah. back over. Like, Lindstrom played the game so well under his shoulders, and his stick was just like a surgeon out there. I mean, and then Cronwall. You said Cronwall too, right? Yeah, they. well, I just think of the Swede. Yeah. All, you know, Detroit had so many Oliver Eckman Larson, when he first came in the league, was a good D-man. Carlson. Um, Carlson. I'm trying to think of anyone else. There's got to be guys that we're forgetting ah, about. But out there. Um, I, think it's, I think that's a deal that's going to – Turn out great for the Buffalo yeah, Sabres. Do. Like I you think, said, yep. um, big times ahead. And listen, Dolene came in the league. You know, we're going to talk about Bedard here in a little bit, but like he came in the league as a D man and, and wasn't great right away. Took that next step last year. I mean, listen, if they're going to give Samuelson the deal they gave him last year, I got no problem with giving him Dolene this deal. 
Uh, shout out to you. You called it Austin Watson PTO turned it into a one year 770k. That's nice in the state of Florida. That's like making a million bucks anywhere else. Yeah, so. but save your money because that one's uh, you're gonna don't rack up the Amex bills too much because that's I, a. I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he does. He's sober now. No, I, I just. But by the way, I knew. Um, I knew that John Cooper would like this kid. No, I call him a kid. I mean, shit, I don't know. He's probably 30, 30 years old at least. But I think he plays the right way. He plays hard. And those are the guys you want on your team for to fill these roster spots. Guy that can play the fourth line. Guy that can sit out. Guy that can, you know, if you need him to go play heavy minutes in front of the net, maybe even power play, just put him out there. Easy guy to cheer for. Yeah. Like I said, went through some tough off-ice off stuff. Uh, got himself sober. He's been sober now for, I think, the last two or three years. Uh, he's been in Ottawa the last couple of years. He will fight guys. Uh, a guy that deserves to be in the league, so we're always happy to see those guys sign. But good call by you, up dog. You, you, you pegged him right off the start on a PTO. This was big news. Uh, I believe it came out yesterday. Connor Hellebach, seven years, 59 and a half bananas. And um, Mark Shifley. Is that how, how do you say his name? Up yeah, dog? yeah, yeah. You got it. Seven years. I struggle with these, these Shifley names. Seven Golfers years. And yeah, hockey guys. I know, they fuck me up every time. <laughs> seven years, same deal. Five, five, 59 and a half bananas. I thought Hellebach... Would, would test free agency. You know, he maybe he, he likes Winnipeg. He obviously likes Winnipeg. This is huge for their fan base, their management, Bonesy behind the bench, and it's a great message to their dressing room, you know, before the season starts here of, hey, boys, we got our number one goalie locked up. We got our number one center locked up. Let's forget about everything that went on last year at, 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 during the playoffs against Vegas and everything that was said. It's a new year. But I honestly thought up dog that Connor Hallbeck was going to test the market. Yeah, I mean, it starts, if I was to look at importance here, Hallibuck is number one, right? Um, just for the backbone of your team, he's arguably been a Hart Trophy finalist, let, let alone winning Vesna's. But he's your guy, number one. But number two, you know, with all the all the noise that was going on and, you know, the smoke, smoke bombs within the room there and that the room's not, you know, the room's not tight. You know, you lose Blake Wheeler. And you need to put your stamp on one guy that's going to be there, one guy that's been around, one guy that you're going to just give the torch to. And right now, this is proof that Shifley's the guy that they said, you're, you're going to be with this squad. You got all the young guys under you. You now need to take the next step to be a leader. To me, I look at this, and, and, and they both just buy in. They both say, we like it here. We want this team to turn around. I don't know if they're going to turn it around, but – these two guys now have to carry the torch for this team. Yeah, and it takes every distraction away of that, of that dressing room, right? Yeah. Like now there's, you know, you know, Hellebuck doesn't have to talk to yeah. the media about it. Bonesy doesn't have to talk to the media about it. But it also says to me that last year who Bonesy was talking about was Blake Wheeler, right? Yeah. I mean, he's the only guy that got fucking right that's, So that's, totally. he was the problem is what they're saying. I don't know. I think Blake Wheeler may have a kind of a bounce back year with the Rangers. But to me, in, in Bonesy's eyes and management eyes, he was the guy, so... Um, it's a good contract for both of them, but it's a, it's a long time in the peg, baby. Uh, yeah, I know. Break Imagine out the Canada that's your, Goose. Well, that's your whole career. Break out the Canada Goose jacket. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fucking cold there. I don't know. I just, I, I only got to UFA a couple times, and I was obviously never at Connor Hellebeck's stage. And as an ex-player, I'm just thinking, and I like Winnipeg. I used to love going to play there. Fucking Earl's Girls, Chili Chicken. I loved it all. But, like, you can't, you finally get to where you can be a free agent, and the cap's going to go up. And you just say, okay, I'll, I'll stay in, in Winnipeg. I don't know. It just seems like yeah. roll the dice a bit, fella. Like, fuck, see what I can know. happen. See, but you, you're almost like all the guys that play there, they say the fans are so great and we love it here. Our families and, you know, Hellebox yeah. a merry guy. He's whatever. I think Shifley is too. And it's like they're just comfortable. 
I get it. I get it, man. You're the best. You're top three goalie in the league. You're six fucking six six, and you're still saving pucks and winning hockey games for your team. Every team needs that. You can go sign the Bobrovsky deal in Florida and just mail it in. You could get a, you can get a comfy house in a lot of other cities. In the yeah, NHL. I mean, a look, they're going four expansion. They're talking about teams like four expansion teams coming in. All this crazy talk about you know more teams, cap going up. Like okay, you know, and then you're still in the prime, early prime of your career. Yeah, I mean, it's a feather in the cap for like you said, the fans of the Winnipeg Jets management yeah um, good for them yeah good for them good. i mean the winnipeg city, the city embraces the guys that love i to love play winnipeg there. too for you people up you beauty beauties up there i loved going to winnipeg what have i signed a seven-year deal there i'm not sure but i did <laughs> love going up there uh shout out to our boys at fourth period magazine dave Penyota, db highest paid player in the national league this year it must have to do with bonuses or whatever but nathan mckinnon reported by fourth period 16 bananas this year what 16 bananas wow good for him he good should be calling him. flowers for a watch he should be calling somebody more important huh? than flowers for a fucking watch <laughs> around the national league ties us right in here to the salary cap uh gary bettman fucking bettman when is he going to retire nobody knows says the cap is projected early projections he's saying early early projections up dog Four or five million next year. This is great news. Great news for the players. Great news for the fans. Great news for the health of the league. I hope it goes up at least five this year or next year. Ten the following year. And then if you're Connor McDavid, you hope the following year it goes up another 20 because he'll be getting 20 bananas a year. But this is good news for the league. Where does that put them at? I think, the cap this year's, I think the cap this year is 82 and a half. The, kid, the cap needs to go to 90. Just 90 mil. Just say it's going there and let's let's just... Fucking whatever, a couple extra million bucks from the owners. Let's go, ninety nope. million. I, I mean, I think it's gonna. It should be up over a hundred million. Yeah, next yeah, year. but next year. I mean, next year. Let's. You go. want it to jump? Just go ninety. I think this will put out eighty-eight million or something like okay, that. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, nineties has a better kick to it. It's better than just going up a million bucks a year like it has. Like been. I read. Um, so, for example, that agent who you know, Flurry's agent. We talked about Alan him Walsh. Alan Walsh tweeted today that you know this season starting today. And there's four or five teams that have to start with a projected player lineup of 20 to 21 players because of the cap, because mm -hmm. they can't squeeze it in injuries. This Cap's and that. a joke. Like, that's a joke. That's, that's 28 players in the league that don't have a job. They got to go down to the minors because the cap is where it is and they can't fix the stupid rules. I couldn't agree it's more. It's taking away guys like chance to, to be national leaguers. And it's the, the league is the, the parody in the league. You need these players. You need guys, you need to play these nights with 22 players or whatever. You can't just fucking, you can't be playing with like, you know, seven. You, you go, we're going to do seven fucking defensemen tonight and 10 forwards. Like, no. But dress a fucking full lineup every night. Yeah, the hard cap sucks. If, uh, sucks. If, if I'm Marty Walsh and Ron Hainsey, all, all I got to say to those boys is luxury tax. Find a way. Yeah. Uh, I think it's not going to happen until Bettman steps down. If he ever steps down, but ideally, as an ex-player, I would love to see a luxury tax. And I would also see it because then the better teams, the New Toronto's, the New York's, the big markets, I'm sorry for some of the small markets, but they can go out and spend a little bit more money, which I think is fair. But uh, good news about the salary cap. Uh, also around the national, the Vegas Golden Knights, man. Stanley Cup rings. Shout out to our boy Jack Eichel doing the interview on Monday Night Football last night with the Stanley Cup right beside him. badass. He had a sick black little crew neck that was a Couple little deep chains. with some chains um rings look amazing 
Uh, I was so jealous to see those rings up here. I mean, imagine just having that. Yeah, it's gold. like putting this bridge. Gold, you know, it looks boys. good for the Golden Knights, man. They killed you know, it, man. Killed they it. Killed it. So good for them. Good for Ike. She did a great interview on Monday Night Football. Up dog. God, I wish I had one of those Stanley Cup rings here. So uh, DraftKings, baby. We're just about to give you our playoff predictions, but more importantly, our future bets, baby. Oh. We're back here at DraftKings. I'm going to start right with the Calder. Um, listen, I think Connor Bedard, he's only 18 years old. He's a little bit undersized. Um, I think he's going to take some time to figure out his game five on five. Is he going to be a great player? Of course he's going to be a great player. Does he have an unbelievable release? Yes. Does he see the ice like the fucking great one did? Yes. Does he need to mature? Absolutely. Is he going to get bigger? He has to. So with all saying that, I think he's going to struggle at times five on five. So I took as my future bet, this Logan Cooley, Plus 900, kid's flying up, dog. The little preseason hockey I watched, he's absolutely flying. I tickled him at plus 900. And Adam Fentelli, even though fucking Oshio was putting it I know. before that's, it started, I got Fentelli at plus 1,000. Cooley and Fentelli, one of those guys is winning the Calderon. You're dog. nuts, bud. Look at DraftKings and Vegas know what's going on. The kid, Connor Bedard, he stays healthy, Obi. There's no one better. There's no one better to win the Calder. I'll, you bet, think you the I'll, bet, you ball, I'll bet you a ball of Camus. That, that what? I get you him and get, you get the other you two? You've got to give me two bottles of Camus. No, two I'll give one. you the other two and I'll, and I'll take him. Okay. Ball of Camel. Bottle of Camus. Connor Bedard, DraftKings, minus 140. I mean, listen, he, he looks like he's in shape. He looks like he's ready. He had a great preseason. Yes, there's going to be a lot of guys all over him. Talk about it tonight. Pittsburgh versus Chicago in Pitt. This guy's going to be smothered, you know, stick on puck all over the ice. But he's still going to do things that are going to make you go, wow. Hockey players nowadays are great. <laughs> now, hockey players' vision no nowadays doubt. are spectacular. And this kid's leading the charge. He's the best at it. Uh, there's a reason there's so much hype around him. He's been great with the media. Um, I think he's on the worst team out of those two guys, too. Yeah, so he's going to play the most. Yeah, but just, it's going to grind on him. You're going like to lose and lose. He's going to have to get on the plane and fly in, and then he's going to have to play Colorado. He's yeah. going to get his ass kicked there, then he's going to have to fly in yeah, and no, play listen, I'm, the I'm LA not... Kings. And then he's going to have to go into Seattle. He's going to get his fucking ass kicked in Seattle. I'm not saying – yeah, but Phoenix is going to get their asses kicked. No, Phoenix is not going to get their asses kicked. Oh, do you have them to make the playoffs? I'm not, well, we're getting to the preview show, but the Phoenix Coyotes are not going to get their ass kicked like the Chicago Blackhawks are about to get their ass kicked all year. <laughs> and I just think it's going to wear on this kid. He's never had any adversity at all in his life. I just think there's, it's it's still a big boy league up, dog. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from how good this kid's going to be. I'm just trying to be a realist here that he's fucking 18 years old. And I don't even know if he's got hair on his nuts yet. Yeah, but like, Logan it's gonna Cooley's, take look at time. his face. He's fucking tiny. Yeah, but he's played an extra year of NCAA hockey and he flies. Flies. Have you seen this kid fly? Yeah, I know. Well, fly, but he still is. Flies. We'll flies. Yeah. He's been the best young kid that I've seen. Now, granted, I haven't watched any preseason. <laughs> but from what I've seen on the highlights, yeah. he flies. And in the NHL, this nowadays, you have to fly. Yeah. You have to be like McDavid and You Matthews saw him have that one goal in Australia. You he had four it. goals. It was sick. Four goals in like you that. You seen them all? Was he flying like flying. that? Flying. Really? Fentelli, I think. They're going to shoot the biscuit like fucking the kid can, Connor Bedard? Nobody's faster in straight lines than Bedard. Yeah, I know. And the reason I think. Fent- put the puck on my stick and I'll show you where it's going, you know? I mean, we'll, we'll see it, but I think Logan Cooley, yeah. I mean, I, I do think he's that good and that explosive. Okay. So you get Cooley. And I want to say this about Fentelli. I think he has the biggest NHL body already. When I yeah. see this kid, I saw him at the Stanley Cup final. His hair was flowing, his suit was sick. I think his body, I think Fentelli may get off to the slowest start of any of these young guys, 
but I think his body size and his maturity and his build, I think he'll get better as the yeah. year goes on. Now, I just got to hope that Columbus fucking Lonnie and Johnny Hockey and the boys stay in this with them, and hopefully they can stay somewhat healthy because if it gets ugly in Columbus, who knows? But I yeah. think Fintelli, as the year goes on, could end up being the best guy near the end. That's yeah. why I got these two guys. So I see. So with Fentelli being the bigger body, I think he's going to engage more physically, and that can be tough for a guy to play against men who wanted like, okay, I, I play hard, I play big, come hit me. Like, look at that Slavoski, whatever from Montreal last Slabby. year. Like, you start to like play like you were in college or junior, and a bigger body thinking guys can't really hit you, and when they do hit you, you're taking bigger body checks right so i don't know uh, the oshi hit the guy had his I'm head down that forever was a up call for him. If, if he plays like that he's gonna be hurt i'm, I'm just saying he'll be the next linger i say well fuck i mean you're a big body so guys aren't gonna like oh you're small i'm gonna take it easy on you they're hitting you to you know they're gonna hit you it's men's league i would say to fentelli if you're listening fella when you play against the new york rangers and truba's out there get your fucking heads head up, up because that's a guy if he hits you like oshi did yeah you're going on the old yeah, IR like, for a little bit. Yeah, like, and look, Truba's going to look to hit him more oh, than he's yeah. going to look to hit Bedard. He's no, not like Truba's going to try to kill Bedard Tru too. Yeah, but he won't. He's going to try to kill him. Yeah, it's like trying Truba's to Truba's old Kane. school, man. He wants to get everyone. Yeah, that's true. That's Timo Meyer. Yeah, but that, again, Timo Meyer, bigger body. Yeah. That's like Jack Hughes. Like, yeah, you can try to hit Jack Hughes, but good luck. You can hit Timo Meyer because fucking guy's an ox and he's yeah. he plays like he's not going to get hit. Yeah. Different kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully Fantilli just mixes that super high-end skill with being hockey sense of, I don't want to get too engaged physically right Yeah, and, and just for clarify, I don't think Bedard's going to get fucking run over here. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, no I I'm, think, just, I'm I actually think, just brought it up for Fantilli. I think what Bedard's going to struggle with 5-on-5 five five early in his career, and that's all I'm saying earlier, the, the, the length and stick on puck and the ability for defenders to close on him 5-on-5 five five and with back pressure that, up, you've been in pregame. You've been in pregame uh, yeah, meetings. Yeah, yeah. Boys, 98, back pressure him. Up dog, go right to him the fucking entire night. When he gets the line, two guys on him. That's what. That's the treatment I think he's going to get. And he's going to see some defensemen that can move side to side that he's never seen. Guys are going to close on him quicker than he's ever been through. So I think it's going to be adjustment five on five for him. He's going to work the half wall, unbelievably. Yeah. Three on three, four on four, he's going to be nasty. He's going to get his cookies. I'm not saying that. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he's going to struggle with some of the length and speed and size and how quick the gaps close down. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong. He could be smart enough where he finds that ice. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again, but that's why I'm leaning towards these other guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good bet. And good I bet. can't wait to see Sid go. I mean, I just I think Sid's going to give him a little lesson tonight, a little, little lesson on you got to come through me all night long, kid. Yeah. So we'll, I can't wait. Okay, now we're going to talk about the heart. Now, if you told me, albeit your last $1,000 you have or you're living on the street, who would you take to win the heart trophy? It's Connor McDavid. Art Ross, it's Connor McDavid. But here at Missing Curfew and DraftKings, baby, we like odds. So I'm, I'm, I think the Colorado Avalanche are going to have a monster bounce back year this year. I, I, I'm going to tell you how much I think even more. But Nathan McKinnon at plus nine hundred for the heart. This is no disrespect to ninety-seven or twenty-nine up there. I think that's a good value bet. I took Nathan McKinnon plus nine hundred for the heart up dog. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's hard to bet against McDavid. I, I know. I'm planning on not going down to my last thousand dollars, or although the taxes yeah. here in California are getting me. We're doing a yeah, yeah, totally. So I, I'm just gonna bet smart. This is our own little world. In I'm here just right gonna now. bet smart. Not You're often the I do that. Of this world. You're the president of this world. So Connor McDavid, even money to win the Hart Trophy. Is that what it is? Even money. No, he's got to be minus, minus one hundred and five. It's even money. 
Yeah, that is. That's like fuck. It's more than that, isn't it? No, it's fucking Hart Trophy minus one hundred and five. McKinnon's plus nine hundred. Drysaddle's plus one hundred thousand. That's a bad line. McDavid should be minus four hundred to win the Hart. That's a bad line. See, so I'm just betting smart here. Yeah, Connor McDavid. Even I mean, he's poised. He, I mean, he's coming off. You know, only making it to the second round. He's coming off a chance to do something. You know that Edmonton hasn't done in forever, and that's ultimately win a Stanley Cup. He proved last year when he gets a little selfish, their team's better. Their team's better when he has a mission to, to score the goals because it's better to score goals than to look to pass and be up in games and then play shutdown hockey. This guy's not going to stop this year. I have him getting another 150, 160-point season, which should win both the Art Ross and the Hart Trophy. Way to fucking go out on a limb there, fella. <laughs> I am. I'm yeah. just taking him. Okay, listen. I have someone different no, for... Listen, uh, no, listen. I'm not. I'm just saying that's never a bad bet, and he's yeah. probably going to do it. Yeah. I just think Colorado's going to have a year. Speaking of that, parlays into my Rocket Richard, and another guy I think if you want to tickle a guy, I think Austin Matthews in Toronto could win this award, but I'm going to take Rantanen at plus 1,400 to lead the National League in snipes this year. I also should put some money on Austin Matthews because I think he's going to have a big year. But I just think McKendon Rantanen together, um, I, I think those are great odds again at plus 1,400. I'm obviously big on the Avalanche. Rocket Richard up dog, Rantanen plus 1,400. Who do you like? My Rocket Richard is number 29 from the Edmonton Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl. What's, he, what's his odds? Plus 700. Oh, Did I nice. say that? No. Plus 700. That's nice. Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, look, at, I, I just feel like these guys – and we're going to talk about Stanley Cup picks here shortly. But listen, these two guys have a little fire under their ass. And, they, you know, Edmonton deserves a chance to see these guys take him to the promised land. I'm all in. Fucking oil country. Eh? I like him. Break out your fucking PTO jersey. You still got Break it? Break out the it monkey out, buddy. You should be wearing your Oilers jersey right I still now. got it. I still got it. Actually, who am I kidding? I'm going for my former team too, Avs. I love it. I, 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 I got do. a couple of Brian Avs jerseys in my closet. I might have to save those for playoffs, eh? Uh, what do you got? I think you got a little you got a little uh, Norris trophy. Yeah, pick. I do. I do. Listen, I played with this kid, and I spoke highly, highly of him on a TSN uh, interview a couple years ago when not many guys knew him other than in his own little regional area. Listen, Miro Heskinen plus 1,400 to win the Norris trophy. It's a good value bet. I like Dallas too, by the way. I still think Dallas is a, is a chance, you know, Robertson, their younger players. But Heskinen is a backbone back there. He skates so well. It's effortless. Plus 14, that's good value. Great value. I mean, yes, McCarr. Yes, you know, these. Well, it's, it's, it's like when you talk about McDavid and Drysdale up front. Yeah. The best defense in the NHL is Kale McCarr. Yes, of course. Uh, he is. It's, yeah. it's, it's no questions asked. But Hiskin in at plus 1,400 or whatever you said it was there. Plus, plus 1,400. It's a great value bet. Yeah, I like And he it. could easily win it. He's a, he's a moose. He plays 30 a night. Yeah. Power play, penalty kill. I want to see a little more selfish. If he gets a little more selfish and, and, you know, bees direct, makes play, shoots the puck, want to be that guy, and you can be that guy. Yeah, I like that bet, fella. I like that bet. So here we go on the Eastern Conference. Listen, I, I tickled. This is, this is a bet with my heart. My boy, Matty Kachuk in the Florida Panthers. I got them at plus 1,800 to win the Stanley Cup. Now, listen, they've they're got some guys banged up. they got some new pieces that I, I don't know how. I'm a little concerned with some of the new guys they brought in. Evan Rodriguez, I like. Olivan Ekman Larson's looking to bounce back. Um, they, they need Ekblad back, Monty back, and Bennett back. But plus 1,800, I just feel like if they can get in again, we all saw what happened with Bobrovsky. 
But the team in the Eastern Conference for me right now is the Carolina Hurricanes. I got them at plus 550 to win the Eastern Conference. And I also took them at plus 1,000 to win the Stanley Cup. Timing to me is a lot up, dog. We saw it with the Avalanche two years ago, the Vegas Golden Knights last year. You have to take some losses in the playoffs to learn how to win. The Carolina Hurricanes have done that. Their back end to me is probably the it is. It's the best back end in the Eastern Conference, maybe besides the Boston Bruins. I mean, when you have Orloff and Delangelo as your five and six, Shvestikov coming back. We'll see what they add at the deadline. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, to me, are going to win the Eastern Conference, and I also tickle them to win the Stanley Cup. They got Freddie back. They're good, man. And yeah, I just like the him. timing to me feels right. No, and, you, and you're right. A little adversity, and it feels like they've had the unfortunate playoff losses the last, you look back probably four years, man. It's been... It's been some tough, like, yeah. starts to summer for those boys. For sure. Like, I mean, where they were expecting to go big, and they just unfortunately fell short. Um, I, I don't mind that bet. But if you want to stick in the East, for me, the New Jersey Devils, the high-flying Devils led by my boy Jack Hughes, I mean, they have firepower. I like the goalie tandem. Their D, you know. Toffoli was a great pickup. Great pickup. Huge Him, pickup. Him, Brat, and this fucking, you know, Hughes, heads up. That's a great line. I mean, these guys are going to be, yeah. you know, the 5-0 and in playoff. I mean, I think they went perfect in preseason. The little preseason hockey that I did see or watch, Ooh. Jack Hughes looked unbelievable. So I'm taking the Devils, conference winner, and the Stanley Cup champs, plus 900 out of the East, the New Jersey Devils. I, I expect a Devils-Oilers final for me. All right, you teed me up for me. I got the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup at plus 850. That's my go-to bet. That's who I'm picking to win the Stanley Cup. I'm going the Colorado Avalanche versus the Carolina Hurricanes for Lord Stanley in June. So Mile High City, we will be back. Um, I just think, listen, I think Colorado, and I, I, I don't know what's going on with my boy Landy. I heard he's ahead of schedule. If somehow, somehow he could come back for the opening night of the playoffs, he's not supposed to, folks. He probably won't because longevity is the more important thing. But if you could somehow pump a Gabriel Landeskog back in that lineup, uh, I love the moves. I love Miles Wood. I love Ross Colton. I love Tartar. Chris Wagner's a kid they got that's going to play on their fourth line. They shored up their third line and got some toughness that they desperately needed. Their back end's ready to rock. Georgiev in between the pipes. I just think the Colorado Avalanche are going to have a monster year, and that is my Stanley Cup pick, fella. I like it. Are we going to go through the conference? We are about to right now, my okay. man. But that was our future picks with DraftKings, baby. Check it out. Love it. Love it, love uh, we're it. excited to be back with DraftKings, Fella Tour, all that good stuff. We're going to bring in our boy Mark Prince here to do our playoff predictions coming right up. Let's go. Welcome back to Missing Curfew. Up dog. It's prediction time. We brought in we brought in the our boy, the social the social media guru, Calgary Flames die hard. So we know that he's going to have the fucking flames in the playoffs because we know he can't keep his flames out of the playoffs. But, Princey, welcome back to Mr. Curfew, fella. Thank you for all your hard work in the offseason. Where the fuck are you, buds? <laughs> you said it, fella. I'm back in Calgary. Well, we'll call it Airdrie, just outside of Calgary. You guys know where I'm from. I've moved out of the hockey basement. Yeah. A little bit of different scene here, but I'm glad to be back with you guys. It's always good to see you. I'm super excited. I'm going to see you in a couple days here. We're heading to Detroit. I'm loving that, but let's get some picks in. Fella, the fella tour, yeah. It's just this big one. Updog's fired up. Let's get her going, eh? My man. Oh, cannot wait. I love seeing you guys in person. Feels like it's been forever since Stanley Cup Finals since the last saw you guys. 
Oh, yeah, and, and you parlayed the Stanley Cup final. You went right to the cup being held out. You had the suit on at the game, eh? You had Ike's down <laughs> on the ice. I was like, I was like, look at this guy up, dog. He's, know, he's really represent. Though. It was totally great, but you deserve that that whole experience. I'm sure it was one of Thank your you. uh, all-time favorites, but I mean... I've actually never been on the ice to see the cup given out. God damn it. No, I know. And right? I don't think we ever will, will no, we? No, I know. But hell. Unless we could backdoor our way into some you know, job of the team where we're like the TV guys, I guess. <laughs> That's the only chance we got left, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, it's great, though, Princey. We're, but we're glad to have you back on, bud. Start the season off. But here, why not? I, hold on. I, I, I missed the hockey basement, though. It's not like the greasiness. <laughs> why, why are you trying to class? Don't class it up on missing curfew, man. Keep it greasy, fella. Okay, if you guys want me to, <laughs> next time you have me on, I'll go back down in the hockey basement. No, I, it's a new season. Let's look clean. Let's just make it look nice. Or maybe this is he doesn't want to show the Flames jersey because he's not going to pick them. But anyways, mm. let's start out west here, up dog. We're all West Coast guys. We're living in Orange County. Let's go Pacific Division, fella. I think we all know who you're going to take number one. But yeah. what, what do you got? Listen, I got, buddy, I got my Edmonton Oilers number one, all right? Yeah. I'm going Oil Town. I'm fucking on the Oilers. Let's go. Then I got the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champs. They're going to be a hard team to just kick off, man. They're, listen, I, I think they got a great squad. Their whole team's back. So, so Vegas, two. And then I got the LA Kings, three. LA being up the street from us, OB, seeing how big they are. We went over their lineup the other day with Stoli. These guys are, these guys are going to be a tough team. So I like those three. Love it. But Prin a great division. Yeah, it's a fucking stacked division. Great division. It? What do you got, Prince? a lot. I'm honestly I'm going down the same road as the updog. As much as people think I just despise the Edmonton Oilers, I do, but I respect <laughs> them, and I'm going to put them number one. Uh, I will say this about the Edmonton Oilers, though: they can finish number one all they want. It doesn't matter if they finish one, two, three, four, five, or six. They need to do something in the playoffs. That's what matters the most to me. They have to do something. It's almost Toronto Maple Leafs esque where they're getting to this point where they have to get past bad. the second round. Not that bad, but they're getting there. It's pretty fucking so gonna. It's go time, fella. No, I know, but they it got out of there a few times. At least the Leafs fucking stunk. Like, they got well, to the, the conference lost final. lost the second round last year. Yeah, but conference to the champs. the best player in the fucking world. I know, but fuck. <laughs> sorry to cut you off, Princey, but yeah, they didn't make the conference <laughs> finals. God damn it. Imagine the Leafs did that. They got swept in the conference finals by the They, they may made it there. Uh, they had just four extra games, but... No, they it's did. cop or bust, <laughs> boys. Cop or bust for the Edmonton Oilers. I kind of have this weird feeling that Jack Campbell's going to take the net this year. He had a really good preseason. So that's that. kind of where the, yeah, kind of the goalie tandem is kind of a factor on that one. And then again, number two, same as the F Dog, the Vegas Golden Knights returning Stanley Cup champions. Not a lot of question marks there. I mean, they do have, I, I guess they would have almost a definitive goalie now in Aiden Hill who took them to a cup championship. They kept Barbashev. Unfortunately, they had to get rid of Riley Smith. I still think they're a powerhouse. Being in that fortress in the playoffs, it is such a tough building to play in. It's a blast being there. We're going with Vegas Golden Knights number two. And again, same as the updog, I'm going with the LA Kings in the third spot. I think they did a great job adding uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. They had to give up some assets to get him, but I think he's a great player. Question mark in goaltending for them. You know, you got Cam Talbot, Phoenix Copley, David Riddick. Now, it's a long season. I think they might be able to adjust. If they're not getting the goaltending in net, they might be able to go shopping in that front. I still like them as a team. They're well coached. They play hard. Staples Center or Crypto Arena is awesome. So LA Kings, number three, same as the Updog, Oilers, Knights, Kings. Nice. So once again, I got the Edmonton Oilers winning the Pacific Division, but I got the LA Kings finishing second and the Vegas Golden Knights finishing third. I think Vegas is going to have a little bit of a little Stanley Cup hangover here. Um, I, I think their slow start is going to 
kind of hurt them when they try to finish second. And for me, for the LA Kings, it means you don't have to play the Edmonton Oilers in the first round, right? Like I, I think the Oilers are going to win the division. Like I said, and for LA, that gives an LA Vegas, you know, matchup in round one, which I, I think that rivalry is going to continue to get great. We saw what happened in the play, in the preseason with Hodgson hitting Stone. They're already starting to chirp. I want to see that. I want to see that rivalry of LA and Vegas uppy. I want to see it get fucking nasty. Let's go. I want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. They're two big teams. They got two great cities. We can go to every game in that fucking series if we wanted to, right? We yeah, can even go good. to the Sprinter yeah. van if we wanted to. I agree. But it keeps the it keeps the LA Kings away from the Edmonton Oilers in the first round. But I got Oilers. Kings, Vegas for my Pacific Division. I just think that'll be a great round one matchup, Kings Knights. Okay, Central, go for it, Oaks. You want me to lead it off? Yeah, why not? Central, Listen. that's your squad. I'm big on these guys. The Colorado Avalanche, I really think they have a bounce back year. Um, I've loved everything they've done. I've loved the moves they made. Like I said earlier, up dog on their third line. I love their back end. Avalanche win the Central Division. They might always win. The, they might win the President's Trophy too, although I hope they don't because it's kind of a, a curse in my opinion. But I got Avs. The Dallas Stars, and I love him. Billy Guerin, I love Billy G. Yeah, I love that he's given all his guys fucking extensions right before the season starts. They bring in the big rig. I got the Minnesota Wild finishing third. Avs, Stars, Wild. All right, I'm going to go. I got I got Avs. I like the Avs. I mean, yeah. there's no question I like them. I got, I got Dallas, two, and I got the St. Louis Blues, three. The Blues, fucking, they're a wild card, boys. I need you to just keep it together here, but... Listen, you, you got the Blues finishing third You're in the Central. Right. Fucking rights, I do. That is called betting with your heart, right? No, there. no, I, I do. Bet with your heart. I don't give a shit. <laughs> there you go. You heard it right here. Keeping it as short and sweet. Avs, Dallas, St. Louis. Yep. Wow, ballsy. Princey. You know what? We're not switching it up a whole lot at missing curfew here. I'm going with the same thing as you, Obes. I got the Colorado Avalanche at number one. I have them finishing it first in the Western Conference. You know, missing Landeskog, that's a tough one. But I do like the moves that they made in the offseason. You and I both love Miles Wood. I'm not, I'm not going to say the guy's going to bring a whole lot of offense, but it's a great pickup. I think Jonathan Duran can do some good things with Nathan McKinnon. They're just a powerhouse, man. McCarr is so damn good. So we're going with the Avalanche at number one. Same as you, Obes. I'm going Dallas Stars at number two. They had a great playoff run last year. They just fell up a little bit short. Duchesne might add a little bit more offense to them. Pavelski's still going to do some stuff. That Wyatt Johnson kid is sick. They've got some good pieces there. And, yeah, we love the Minnesota Wild. We Billy love Marcus G. Fol Billy G. I love Marcus Foligno. I'll post as much as I want about that guy. I love that guy. We're going Minnesota Wild. they got to get over the hump in the playoffs. If they run into Dallas again, they got to beat him up. they got to knock him out. So we're going Avalanche, Stars, and Wild. Same as you, Obes. Yeah, if they meet Dallas, if they meet Dallas again, hopefully the refs don't try to come in and ruin the series like they did last year. Kick, you know, throwing Marcus Flynn out of every game. I'm still not over it, as you can tell. All right, boys, this is where this is where you separate the men from the boys here. Wild card. I still don't have anything written down. I got it. So go ahead, up dog. I, I, got I don't it. fucking know who the hell's going to make the wild card here. This is how I'll, I'll tell you. This who is it's. how hard it is. it is right now. This is how hard it is to make the playoffs in the NHL. For you guys out there that think, oh, your team missed the playoffs, it's fucking hard to make the playoffs. I got Mini, and then I got Seattle. Two teams that they've been there. I mean, arguably Seattle and the Pacific can have a year that they did last year. They're not going to catch anyone by surprise, but you know how they play. You fucking hate the way they play. I, I, I think Seattle Kraken's still a team that's going to make a push. Um, they they got the same squad. They have room to spend. Um, I like what they did last year, and I just think they're a hard team to play. And if they play like that every night, then they're 
they're, they deserve to be in the playoffs. So anyway, mini Seattle wild card. Nobody loves the Kraken more than the Updock. Eh? He more fucking lo- he loves the Kraken. This guy, he loves the Kraken. Princey, what do you got, man? All right. Well, you called it at the start of the the start of the episode. Oops, I can't leave them out of the playoffs. No, I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. One, the Calgary Flames are going to make it in the wild card, and then I got number two. I got the updog St. Louis Blues are going to be in wild card too. Similar with both these teams, too many guys on both these squads had down years last year. You can't go nowhere but up with these guys. I think the Flames have enough guys that are going to return back to form, new coaching, new management. Um, the biggest same, factor with the same old shitty rink, <laughs> same old same shitty, shitty rink. rink, same bad weather, same, same well, old. Don't you forget about that, that stuff, that, bud. That barn's rocking. No, no, I know that. <laughs> The biggest factor with the Flames is going to be from the goaltending. Yeah. It's got to be Jacob Markstrom. He can't let in that first goal every single game like he was last year. You look at this squad last year, how many overtime losses did they have? How many one-goal game or one-goal losses did they have? Those are easy fixes with that team. I think they're going to return to form. No, I don't think they're going to win the Pacific Division. And a small shout-out to the Calgary Flames. I think that Mark Savard on the bench is going to do wonders for that team offensively, and he's going to help their power play. It's already shown in the preseason. So we got the Flames in wildcard one, St. Louis Blues in wildcard two. And what that does for my picks is that sets up a battle of Alberta. First round, you're coming, Obes. Yeah. No, I know. Up you'll make me go again. Um, <laughs> I'm with you with Mark Savard. I love Savvy. Um, Markstrom, you're absolutely. I think my boy Weegsy, baby, has an even better year. Uh, he had a great second half. Weegsy did. I think he's, he's going to take the next step and be the leader on that back end. Uh, that's why he would have my vote for captain. Listen, boys, I'm going to sit here and be honest with you. I don't fucking know who's going to get the wild card spots. I really don't. Um, but I'm not betting against my boy, the fact daddy. I saw him buzzing around with his bucket off in Smashville. He's going to be playing the guitar. He's going to be having a nice old-fashioned after walking Broadway. His family's going to be happy there. I'm going to say the Nashville Predators. Even I'm a little worried how they're going to score goals. But with Trotsy in the helm, I'm going to say Nashville Predators get the first wild card spot. And I'm chirping the updog about betting with his heart. I'm bet with my heart. I believe in Rick Tockett. I think Thatcher Demko has a big bounce back year. Uh, although there has been some rumblings that, uh, that Pedersen doesn't know if he's going to sign an extension or not. I don't love that. But I'm taking Rick Tockett and the Vancouver Canucks for the second wild card. But man, updog, it is going to be tough to get in the playoffs yeah. in the West. Hockey is tough, bro. Tough. This is the parody out there. It's yeah, tough. I know. And you look at the, when you talk about playoff matches that you're like, okay, let's finish. Let's finish two, three in our division so we could play the fucking Golden Knights. Yeah. You know, if that's your goal for LA, it's like, that's, it's hard. It's really it's hard. It's a hard fucking trophy to win. It's but. hard just to make the playoffs. I know. Like that leaves some good teams out, right? Yeah. You know, for me, you know, Hockey's I got, I got no St. Louis. I got no Winnipeg. I got no Seattle. I got no Calgary. You know, those are good teams. Yeah. So time will tell, but I can't get against the fact that you see him in that gold jersey with the yeah, hair flowing, the, the beard daddy, looking good. I think Let's go see him. Fact Daddy, we're coming. Let's go. Eastern Conference, baby. Uh, Updog, start us off in the old Atlantic division. Now, why don't I start in the Metro? Okay, you want to start in the Metro? Yeah, because my boys, the New Jersey Devils leading it off, number one, led by Jack Hughes. Yep. Stud. And then I got Carolina, two. And I have the Pittsburgh Penguins sneaking in at three obes. I don't know if you have them to make the playoffs this year. I'm not sure. I can't wait to hear. But listen, Sid the Kid, they still, well, what Dubas has done, he's brought in numerous guys, filled some, 
uh, Achari. He's filled some roles that that team has needed. Um, and then, you know, it's, time will tell if Carlson and Latang can both find time and spots on the ice to play their game. And if they can all share the biscuit like we hope they can. Be interesting and time will tell. But those are my three teams coming out of the Metro. And, uh, yeah, let's stick it to it. Fuck, I love it. God, you love Jack Hughes. Who do you like more, Seattle Kraken or Jack Hughes? <laughs> no, I think Jack Hughes got more swag. Seattle's just fucking I, hard to Jack play Jack Hughes again. looks good, man. He and looks I like good. going up to that Aldera club. Princey, what do you got there in the Metro, fella? Okay, I'm going number one, and they're going to finish first in the East. I'm going Carolina Hurricanes. I believe in Rod the Bod. Every time you watch one of those clips of Rod the Bod speaking to the team, you just want to run through a wall. I'm going with Carolina. I still think they're such a good team. New Jersey Devils, number two. We're going with that. I'm not going to have them number one like Updog, but they got firepower. And adding to Foley, I'm a guy. You know, I watched a lot of Toffoli last year. He's going to help them out. They've got Timo Meyer for a full season this year. So uh, I don't think they're going to be far behind the Carolina Hurricanes. And then number three in the Metro, I do have the New York Rangers. Uh, excellent goaltending. Uh, they're, they're stacked. Who knows if Patrick Kane is going to decide halfway through the season or wherever that I'm back and I want to finish what I started with the Rangers. That could happen. I like the Rangers at number three. I'm going with the Carolina Hurricanes to I they I think they're probably going to win the Presidents Trophy. I got to win in the Metro. I just think I think it's their time, man. I, I love their back end. Uh, I heard what Rod Brendamore's had to say. They've had a great camp. I think they get off a great start. Uh, I'm going to go with Updogs, New Jersey Devils, and I'm with the Rangers. I'm with the Rangers as well, just because of Shusterkin. Um, I think they got the blue line to do it. I I do think. They're not as good as they were last year, but with that goaltending. So I'm going Hurricanes, Devils, Rangers. Atlantic, up. you got to go because I don't have my teams picked yet, man. This, this division is The Atlantic, here, follow my lead. The Toronto Maple Leafs, it's time. Shit or get off the pot. Toronto Maple Leafs, number one. You got to like what they, you know, Jesus, they're they're still loaded. They found a way to keep Mc, um, Matthews. It's, it's heads up. Let's go, Toronto. Tampa Bay, two, and Buffalo Sabres, three. How's that, Princey? Say that again, sorry. I got Buff. Toronto, Tampa, Buff. <laughs> Buff. Yeah, fucking, fucking right, I do. Let's go. They're, They're going to fucking look. score some goals. That they are, but can they keep it out of their net? Yeah, Darlene, he's paid now to pay, play both ends of the ice here. What do you got, Princey? Fair enough. I'm going with the Leafs at number one, just like you, Updog. And again, what I said about the Oilers, though, it doesn't matter if they finish in first or they finish in the last wild card spot. It all matters what they do in the playoffs. They have way too much firepower not to produce. Um, they're looking better this year. Tree Living, you know, I love my Brad Tree Living. I think he did a really good job of balancing out the scoring and bringing in some of that grit. Tyler Bertuzzi is going to score some goals. Matt Stomey is going to score some goals. Leafs at number one. Number two, Tampa Bay Lightning. They're just the champs. They're the they're the beast. I love the Tampa Bay Lightning. Having Vasilevsky not in net for the first couple uh, weeks of the, the season is going to be a little bit tough, but I think that they can they can manage it well and still finish out on top. And then number three, this one's a little bit different, just based on the drop off that they had. The Boston Bruins. I still believe the Boston Bruins are a good team. I know that they lost Bergeron. I know that they lost Krejci. They still have elite goaltending. They've got McAvoy and Lindholm on defense. They're going to find some ways to win games. That TD Garden's a tough place to play. they got Big Luch back in the lineup. He'll be out there rocking. So going with the Boston Bruins, they're not going to finish like they did last year, but they're still going to get in that third spot. I'm with you, boys. I got the Buds, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I love Domi. I love Bertuzzi. I love Revo. I think Klingberg's going to end up being a nice surprise on the back end for them. So I think they are the all-around the best team. And we all know they love to play in the regular season. 
And then I'm going the Tampa Bay Lightning. John Cooper, they still have the core group of guys there. Um, I, I just think they know how to win. They know how to play. Um, and then third, I got the Florida Panthers finishing third. I, I, if they can just hold the fort here off the start, I'm a little concerned with the start that they're about to have. But once they get Monty, Eki, and Bennett back, uh, with the mojo they had going last year, I got Toronto, Tampa, Florida in the Atlantic. And then my wild card teams, I'll go first here. Listen, I was going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins to miss the playoffs. But after I saw Sidney Crosby get in a fight in exhibition, yeah, there you I go. cannot not bet. I cannot. When, when Sidney Crosby is fighting in exhibition, that's to me a guy that's got a, fuck, a little fuck you left in him. So I'm going to say the first, and I listen, I love the Washington Capitals too. I, I was going to take them to make the playoffs. Edmondson got hurt. He's out four to six. I just don't think Washington's going to stay healthy enough to get in. If they can stay healthy, I do think they can be a playoff team. But I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins and wild card number one and the Pittsburgh Penguins and wild card number two. All right. So I left off. I left all the young teams. Buffalo, Detroit looks good. Brady Kachuk and the Sens. I don't know. It's hard to make the playoffs up, dog. So I'm going with the veteran boys of the Bruins and Pittsburgh Penguins as the wild card. All right. I got Boston Bruins. And the Florida Panthers is my one-two. I left the Rangers off. The Rangers are out. I just see, Rangers, if you can, see if you can get in the club in Manhattan this year. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking Rangers. You don't worry. You don't hey, worry. You go, over I know to Jersey. Know go over to Jersey and party I'm there. I'm in Jersey. Yeah, I go party over there. Wear their jersey. Go I'm over in there. there. Jack Hughes signed my jersey. <laughs> Listen, yeah, Boston for numerous reasons. I still think I love their core. I love that they brought Shaddy in. Uh, and the Florida Panthers who are starting the season off shorthanded, but – they got there. They could taste it there. Paul Maurice is arguably one of the best leader coaches that you could play for. Boys love him. Um, I, ha- I think they have some unfinished business. They want to get back to where they were last year. So those are my squads. All right, boys. Wild card time. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, like you said, Obes, I like seeing Crosby get in that fight too. I think that Crosby's going to come off with a monster year this year. I think he's going to just pop off. I like Crosby. I like the additions that they made. Um, you know, the, these small character guys like Ryan Graves on the back end, like they've got a little bit more depth scoring too. So I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins and wildcard one. My wildcard two, maybe a little bit off the board from what you guys are picking. I'm going with the Ottawa Senators this year. I think the Senators are going to break this. I think that they're going to make the playoffs this year. They are well-led. Brady Kachuk is an unbelievable player. I like the out of Tarasenko. They've got a solid back end. They've got Chikrin. They've got Shabbat. They've got Sanderson. Now I will say this. It's going to come down to the end of the year. Florida and Ottawa, they're going to flip-flop, flip-flop, and it's going to be like the exactly like last year, but Ottawa is going to edge them out just by a couple points. I like Florida, but I just like Ottawa better. Yeah, no, and, and listen, I love Brady Kachuk, and, and I've, been, I've been waiting for Ottawa to take that next step. And I continue. I think they're ready. Uh, I, I think they're ready. To, I continue to wait. They better just fucking get off to a better start than they have the last three years, Princey, because to me, Uppy, I mean, you look at these races like – you say what you want. It's a long season, but 82 games points matter just as much now as they do at the end yeah. of the year. And that's what I'm, I'm a little concerned about the Florida Panthers for that. But listen, Detroit Red Wings, Buffalo Sabres. Oh, I know. I mean, there's some good teams here, boys, and it is hard to get in the playoffs. And I left the Calgary Flames out in the West. I love Weegsy baby. The Seattle Kraken I left out. Um, they could easily make the playoffs. Listen, it, it's, it's hard to make the playoffs. Some of these are going to be wrong, but that's what makes it fun, fellas. And uh, hockey's back, boys, and I'm looking forward to breaking it down with you and seeing how close we were or how far off we were. I hope the Washington Capitals prove me wrong. I hope those guys get in. 
I would love to see Ovi and Willie and all those guys get in one more time. So Washington, you know, prove me wrong. And to, I wore this shirt for a reason, up dog. The shirt that says "Let the boys play." To you fucking refs out there, to the new young refs that come in, we're not watching the yeah, games. No for one you. cares about you guys. I don't care what number you are, where you're from, what you do. Get on the plane. Get off the plane. Yeah. Don't fuck up the games. Yeah. Let the boys play. You're not in any of these books, all right? No. You guys are referees. Let the kids play. It's NHL, baby. Yes, just not so many penalties. And please, can we see some body checks? Finish your well, checks, boys. See it. Finish I, your checks. Buddy, the start of the seasons is just as good as the start of the playoffs. Is for, it? For watching body checks? I mean, I used to love throwing body checks first game. Out yeah, I mean, it's me too, but I just hope we don't lose that physicality. And for you betters out there, take the over good early. Luck. Take the over early. So, Princey, thanks, buddy. We'll see you in the Motor City. Up dog, you the man. Hockey's back, fella. I'm going home right now. I'm going to get some chicky to barbecue, some corn on the cob, and I'm watching pucks. <laughs> Blackhawks, puck line. Let's go. That was missing curfew. Fella. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You can run and tell your friends that I'm on.